having the divine TV is about uh, uh, introducing uh, Buddhist concept and the history of Buddhism. And today we have a special episode because we have a, uh, this special guest who can talk about the uh, philosophy of Buddhism and the uh, history of the Buddhism. So I would like to introduce uh, uh, Professor Peter Boland. Welcome, Mr. Peter Boland. Good morning. It's such an honor to, to be here and good to see you, old friend. I know that we've been looking forward to this discussion. So yeah, everybody, my name is Peter Boland. I'm a philosophy professor. Um, I'm the chair of the Humanities and Philosophy Department at Southwestern College here in San, San Diego. And um, I've been in deep inquiry on a professional and personal level in the traditions of the East, Hinduism, Buddhism, in all of its forms. And I've been teaching these things, of course, on campus and increasingly off campus and leading, leading meditation sessions. And so it's, a, it's, it's, it's an honor to step into this discussion with this amazing filmmaker who is so passionate and so professionally adept at, at bringing this incredible topic to light. Carving the Divine is, is, is an important contribution to the way the whole world is kind of coming together around these wisdom traditions and art and philosophy and it's just fantastic so i'm thrilled to be here with you this morning oh thank you thank you mr bolan uh yeah i'm always intrigued by how you can explain such a difficult concept uh into like a smaller pieces that, so that uh regular people like myself can digest so but today, uh, we have a big idea, big question. Uh, we talk about the uh, Eastern wisdom tradition a little bit in our show with Michael, but as a uh, hero philosophy and religion professor, I think you can go deeper. So this is a, a you know, uh, I know. Uh, <laughs> yeah, we have a very little time, but uh, yeah. When we talk about the Eastern religion, uh, I often hear about uh, this particular term, which is a uh, Vedanta. Mm. But when you know, when we talk about the Vedanta, and uh, if we don't know anything about the Vedanta, we get lost and uh, we get frustrated, and uh, we don't want to talk about it at all. So, <laughs> if we, you can, if you could do something about it and uh, talk about it in a way that. Uh, regular folks can enjoy and uh, uh, understand. Uh, please, please tell us about uh, uh, Vedanta. Sure. Well, first of all, I love what Michael said in the previous sessions and, 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 the, and the conversation that's been unfolding. We all bring to these questions our own take, our own experience, our own work. And so I'd love to talk about Vedanta. You know, Vedanta is a word I've been using more and more lately as a substitute for Hinduism. So they're, they're kind of the same thing. Let's start at the beginning. The word Vedanta literally means the end or the culmination of the Vedas. And the Vedas are the earliest wisdom texts in the Indian tradition, known in the West roughly as Hinduism. So out of the ancient past, 1500 BC, 1000 BC, come this collection of texts called the Vedas and a lot of wisdom about, about ultimate reality and about the gods and all of that stuff. And then later on, a second set of texts called the Upanishads 
come about. And that's more like 700, 500 BC. Those Upanishads are really where the focus is. And so in a, in a, in a really simple way, Vedanta simply means the end of the Vedas or the philosophy of the Upanishads. And so when we say Vedanta philosophy, we're talking about karma, dharma, moksha, brahmanatman. If you've ever said namaste to anybody, that's Vedanta. If you've ever set, step, set foot in a yoga class, that's Vedanta. If you call yourself spiritual but not religious, that's probably a Vedanta view too. The idea that all is one and that we are all part of a single interconnected ground of being, um, that is what Vedanta essentially means. Interesting, interesting. So it, this like a little bit different from like a Western philosophy of uh, how we see the world? Sure. In Western philosophy, to be very general, West versus East, right? In Western, <laughs> in Western philosophy uh, and Western religion, the Abrahamic faiths, Judaism, Christianity, and Islam, there the view tends to be that, that the universe or reality is a dualism. There's there's God and the world, there's spirit and matter, mind and body, and everything's kind of dualistic. And in the, in the Western religions, we are to, we are not God, we are to have a relationship with God. But in the East, the whole question shifts. And there, especially out of the Vedanta tradition, and that shows up later in Buddhism, out of the Vedanta tradition comes this idea of oneness, that, that that ultimate reality is what all of this is the material world the world of energy all matter substance energy all forms are outpourings of this one primordial formless sacred source called in vedanta brahman it's what we are it's what everything already is so that's where we get this all is one idea ah, that's a fascinating i love that i love that it's yeah, it's yeah. it's a compelling view and and what's i think striking about it is is the teachers of the of the vedanta tradition for thousands of years now have not asked for our faith they have not asked for our our submission to dogma they have invited us into an inquiry where through meditation and other traditional yogic paths sacred service devotion there are many paths that Vedanta offers by which we can experience this reality for ourselves. So there's this experiential part, and that's the link to Buddhism. Because I think the Buddha, Siddhartha Gautama, in, in 5th century BC India, was a student of Vedanta and, and was a meditator. And it is out of his immersion in that Vedanta worldview. You know, he's coming up right at exactly the same time that the Upanishads are being written. So he's really a, a, a fruit off that same tree. And yet Buddha takes it into a little bit of a different direction. And so Buddhism and Hinduism do sort of have their own different emphases, but they're so similar. Wow, professor. <laughs> I can believe what happened. So <laughs> I, it's a great story, huh? Yeah, I'm very intrigued by uh, all this. So, and I thank you for uh, telling us uh, in a way that uh, we can understand and appreciate it. Well, that's what caught me as a student. You know, when I was 
16, 17, 18, um, I started to learn about these things just very vaguely through friends. And then when I was 19, I'm in my first philosophy class at Ventura College and Barrett Kolmbach was my teacher. And, and he began to talk about these things. And I was just like, what? <laughs> this is amazing. And I dove into it and ended up pursuing it. And now, now it's my life work. So I was really caught by how the Vedanta and the Buddhist perspective are based on, you know, they, there's a certain respect in those traditions for, for um, I don't know, personal autonomy, that, that I am the authority, not, not my ego, but in my depth experience, my voice, my experience has autonomy and is, is, is part of the search of this Vedanta Buddhist path. It isn't about acquiescence to the priesthood or submission to institutional authority. And as, you know, especially as a, as a, as a, you know, California kid, that, that, that kind of spoke to me, that rebellious part of me that didn't want to conform. I'm like, oh, here's an interesting avenue by which I can get out of my own head, tap into the reality that I feel just beneath the surface of things and, and uh, study these ancient wisdom traditions and, and try to put it all together. And to me, that was very powerful. Great, great. Sounds, sounds like it's a very honorable path. Yeah. Uh-huh. Great. So uh, you, you summarized it very well. So I was going to ask you another question, but you know, I think we should uh, ask you uh, another question next time. Hopefully you're going to come again and talk to us. Any, anytime. I'm, I'm ready for you. Beautiful, beautiful. Uh, please, uh, uh, Mr. Bolin, uh, tell us about what's going on in your world and uh, what kind of activity you do so that we can follow you and uh, learn more about the uh, this ancient tradition, the wisdom tradition, please. Sure. Well, thank you for that. You know, I have a website, peterboland.com, B-O-L-L-A-N-D, or just Google Peter Boland. And there's a bunch of stuff there. Check the calendar page. I have a number of upcoming events. I write two columns for two different magazines. I collect those all on my blog. And that's linked there as well. Um, I have a book coming out soon, and when that comes out, I'm going to find you, and we're going to do it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah it's just like you. When, as a, you know, those, those, those of us who write, who, who make music like I do, who make films like you do, you know, we're, we, we're in the good graces of the people around us who, who have an opportunity to come forward and to support amazing people like you who make amazing films like Carving the Divine. I think it's just so important that all of us seek out people like you who are courageous, who have vision, who are, who are really passionately committed to bringing beauty and truth and wisdom to the life of everyone by bringing these Buddhist artists into everybody's screen. It's just incredible what you've done. And that's why when I met you and I learned about your project, I became a supporter. And we, we all need to just help each other bring more light into this world. And it's just that simple. You know, I'm optimistic about the future. I know there's trouble all around us, but there is, there, there, there's more good people than bad by far. And the more we help each other find our voices and amplify each other's voices, that is... That is the good work that I think we can all do. And that's why I wanted to support you and your project. And I hope everybody else does too. Oh, thank you. Thank you so much. That's, a, you know, uh, more than what I wanted to hear today. So <laughs> thank you so much. All right, brother.
<laughs> great, great. So if you think uh, this information is useful, make sure to sub subscribe uh, mm -hmm. my page, YouTube page, and follow me on Twitter and Instagram and like me on Facebook because whether you like it or not, this is how we do it in the 21st century. That's right. That's Same here, brother. <laughs> great, great. So thank you so much, uh, Professor Bolin. And uh, uh, I, I'm, I would like, love to see you again in this show. Thank you. Thank you.